This week's film review is for the film The Perfect Race, written and produced by Dave Cristiano. The plot is as follows. Coach Courtney Smith-Donnelly from Remember the Goal works with a female athlete at a small Christian college who tries to overcome long odds and win a national title in the 800-meter run. Coach Donnelly's training methods and teachings on life both line up with the concept that in order to win, you first have to lose. So does the plot glorify God? Yes, it does, as it is a follow-up to the film Remember the Goal. It's now, in this film, centered around a small Christian college. Does the film content glorify God through his word? Luke 9.24 is in the opening credits, and Luke 9.24 says, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. This is Jesus talking. This Bible verse forms the main theme of this film. There were um, a lot of other Bible verses throughout the film, but I have connected them to either the commandments or the Christian standards that we often talk about on this uh, on this podcast. So in terms of the commandments, the first commandment, promoting God as the only God, there's a character called Brittany. She is the athlete. That's uh, the main focus of this film. Well, her current coach, his name is Co- Coach Michaels, Um, He is leaving, so Coach Donnelly has to take over. Coach Michael had coined a saying with his student, Brittany. They say, we did it. The we refers to athlete, coach, and the Lord. So Coach Michael's taught that the Lord must never be left out of anything you do in your life. Another example is, is that Coach Donnelly continued this teaching that Coach Michael started. And she also connected everything to God during the film. And there was a scene where Coach Donnelly told Coach Michaels that her and her husband were praying for him. In terms of the second commandment about not, not having any idols, the focus on Luke 9.24 means that idols do not get the chance to be our priority. And then we have the commandment about honoring parents. Coach Michael encouraged Brittany to run and greet her dad. They had just finished practice and they were actually, it was Coach Michael, Coach Donnelly and Brittany, they were talking. And then Brittany's dad turned up and um, she was very excited to see him. And uh, even though it cut their conversation short, Coach Michael said, go. Uh, And I thought that was a nice way of honoring and respecting uh, her father's presence. In terms of the commandment not to lie, A student seeks advice from Coach Donnelly about a friend who was lying on a regular basis and showed no interest in the Bible or Christian standards. This um, student's father was in fact a pastor, and so she had heard the gospel all her life, um, but it didn't seem as if she had truly submitted to Christ. And so she was getting into all kinds of trouble on campus and had a very caring friend that went to seek help from Coach Donnelly. In terms of the commandment against jealousy, Coach Donnelly references 1 Corinthians 13.4 when speaking to to Brittany about her boyfriend's jealousy over her track success. And she basically says that he hasn't really understood the meaning of love if he is jealous and puts you down um, because of your success. 
So what Christian standards does the film convey? Well, for one, scripture alone. There's plenty of scripture in the film. Uh, as I mentioned, the film does, um, it is formed around Luke 9.24, and that says, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. So this was used as an analogy for their strategy for track, being willing to go slower and lose in unimportant races in order to go faster in the long run for the important race, like the nationals. Another, another example of scripture alone is that Coach Donnelly spoke of the rich young ruler. She gave that as an example in one part of the film. And then we also had the healing of a man, Bartimaeus, I believe it's pronounced, a blind man that was healed in Jericho by Jesus. You can find that in Mark 10, 46 to 52. And this man wanted to see, he saw Jesus and he shouted to him, he wouldn't give up until he caught Jesus's attention. And Jesus healed him based on his faith. He made him whole. And uh, Coach Donnelly uses this miracle uh, as an example in, in, in a situation in, uh, in the film, in a situation where she was talking about faith, essentially. In terms of salvation through Christ alone, Coach Donnelly during a conversation with Coach Michaels, talked about her faith in Christ and how faith in Christ is the only way to get to heaven. That reminds me of um, Acts 4.12 that says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And then we have Coach Donnelly's analogy about having her team run in the rain and following Christ throughout life's difficult situations like marital problems. She stressed that being a Christian meant that we followed the Lord even when we couldn't feel him or understand events or circumstances, or when everything was going just wrong. I have experienced that my life became much harder after I regained my faith. It reminds me of what Jesus asks of us in Matthew 16, 24 when he says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In terms of the Christian standard of biblical marriage, as mentioned, Coach Donnelly uses walking in the rain as an analogy for facing life's problems. This was in a conversation with Brittany's boyfriend, who was going through some character challenges that were negatively affecting his relationship with Brittany. So now we have come to our questions. Does the film give glory and honor and thanks to God? All the way. It does all the way. God, the Father, and Jesus are the main focus for Coach Michaels and Coach Donnelly. Did the film encourage my faith? Absolutely. It's uplifting to see a Christian mentor teaching students how the Word of God should be at the center of the lives of people who call themselves Christians. What actions did I do as a result of seeing the film? For one, I revisited Bible verses and looked them up, um, especially the one about the, um, the healing of the blind man. I, was a, I had forgotten his name. I, I remembered the incident when I, when I read it again. I was thinking, oh yeah, it's this miracle. But um, I had totally for, forgotten what his name was. And so it was nice to look that Bible verse up again, or those verses up again. And what else did I do? I reflected on my talents and where God wants and wants me to be and what he wants me to do with my life. 
I've always thought it was wonderful when people started life and they knew exactly what they wanted to be. And that's what they did. And that's what they've always done. It has not been the case for me, but enough about me. If I'm thinking about the film, Brittany was introduced into track by actually Coach Donnelly. She didn't know that she had it as a talent and discovered that later on. So it's just wonderful when we see and are very sure about what God has set us on this earth to do and what talents he's given us to use on this earth. Let me go to the next question. Would I change anything about the film? The analogy of the rich young ruler versus Brittany wanting to get to the national championships, that's the context it was used in. Uh, because, you know, she was saying that the workout was too hard. Uh, what Coach Donnelly was asking her to do, Brittany felt was too hard. And so Coach Donnelly used the analogy of the rich young ruler. She told her about, you know, she told the, her the account from the Bible and said he didn't want to get into heaven badly enough. That's why he walked away from Jesus. You know, how badly do you want to get to the nationals? The rich young ruler was about getting to heaven, following Christ through the word. Brittany getting get to the nationals is about an earth-centered goal. And I, I understand the context it was in. I understand that it was about doing whatever it takes to achieve our goals. But I also think that it has to do, we have to have a balance. Uh, I, it makes me think about 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20, that speaks of our bodies, not belonging to us, but um, as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it also makes me think of 1 Corinthians 10, 31, which was used as a focus from the previous film, Remember the Goal. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, that we are to do all to the glory of the Lord, whether we eat or whether we drink, whatever we do, do it all to the glory of God. If we do whatever it takes to achieve earth-based goals, whatever it takes, then we are making whatever we are trying to achieve an idol. If I were a track runner and I were to run my body into the ground every single day in order to get to the nationals, um, my question would be, how is that giving glory to God? when, uh, you know, I have injury after injury after injury. I have a responsibility to train in a way that respects my body, in a way that respects the amount of energy that I have, that respects the limits that God has physically given me. There are some people that are born with, you know, a lot of strength or a lot of endurance. But I, I just think there's a there's a balance. And I think under prayer, we can find out what we should do and when and how far we should push things. Because if our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, I don't see how us running our bodies into the ground would be glory to the Lord. And I'm not saying that the, I'm not saying that the character Brittany ran her body down to the ground. I was just thinking that the, um, you know, when Coach Donnelly was saying to her, the rich young ruler didn't want to get to heaven bad enough, how bad do you want to get to the nationals? My answer would have been, as bad as God wants me <laughs> um, to be. I think we have to have things really under prayer. Otherwise, our flesh can take over and then our ego gets involved and we just get ourselves into a mess. So if I could change that part of the film, I probably would not have used the analogy of the rich young ruler. I would have found something else in the Bible um, to compare it to. So, for example, like the story of the talents. That God has given us talents and uh, we are to use them to the best of our ability by the grace of God. 
And so, um, yeah. In terms of what else I would change about the film, Coach Donnelly said if she could bet money on the race, she would bet her money on Brittany. This is an, 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 an expression that's really been built into a lot of us, right? Um, oh, you bet you, or I bet you can't do. And uh, it comes up once every once in a while. I don't think Coach Donnelly's character gave any indication that she would actually gamble. Uh, and the Bible speaks against gambling and betting in, for example, Hebrews 13.5, Proverbs 13.11. And there are other verses in the Bible that speak about the love of many and who we serve. So rather than this be a bit ambiguous, uh, I would have just taken it out of the film and had her said something else. Maybe have her bring up faith and say, you know, well, we can pray about this together. Um, yeah. So those were the only two things that come to mind about me changing the film. As a summary, while 1 Corinthians 10.31 was the focus for Remember the Goal, Luke 9.24 is the focus for the follow-up, the perfect race. Luke 9.24 requires we give up our pride, we humble ourselves, in order to follow Christ. In the perfect race, the aim was to eliminate the pride that gets in the way of us accepting the analogy that going slower in practice will result in a faster speed for the competition goal, the willingness to lose in order to gain. The perfect race is a wonderful analogy of the gospel. We choose to lose the world when we become disciples of Jesus Christ, and by God's grace, undergo the process to separate ourselves from the sinful world. As the word says, we are in the world, but not part of the world. And that can be found in John seventeen fourteen to 16, 1 John two fifteen to 17, as well as other places in the Bible. But one thing is, is that the Bible is clear. We cannot serve two masters. Losing the world will result in eternal gain, salvation through Christ with the end result being a place in the eternal kingdom of God. And those promises, amongst other places, can be found in John 14, 1-3, Revelation 22, 12-14, and John 11, 25-26. I watched The Perfect Race on www.christianmovies.com. Thank you so much for listening to this review. Until next time. Peace be with you.